Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing Breaches of the Week as always. And this week in data breaches is actually really, really interesting. There are some really unusual things going around in the world, but before we dive in, as always, I want to thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information, and that would be Sander Sleidnerink, Jay Dance, Jacqueline Wolf, Chris Fallon, Stephen Winters, Giacomo Toretta, Krish Patel, and David Little. Thank you very much to all of you. Please keep sending those tips my way. And with that, let's start with a major database provider, MongoDB. Now, you may not know who they are if you're not in the tech field, but odds are your data is in a MongoDB somewhere. Now, MongoDB, this past Saturday, December 16th, disclosed that it's actively investigating a security incident that has led to an unauthorized access to certain corporate systems resulting in the exposure of customer account metadata and contact information. Now, the company said it first detected anomalous activity on December 13th of this year and that it immediately activated its incident response. It further noted that, quote, this unauthorized access has been going on for some period of time before discovery, but it emphasized it's not aware of any exposure to the data that customers store in MongoDB Atlas, end quote. It did not disclose the exact time period for that compromise. I think they're still probably figuring that out. <clears throat> now, in the light of that breach, MongoDB is recommending that all customers be on the lookout for social engineering and phishing attacks, enforce phishing-resistant multi-factor authentication, or MFA, and uh, obviously rotate Atlas passwords and all of that. That is their cloud providing. So there you go, and that's a huge thing. But we are not necessarily done because Mongo also said that it's experiencing elevated login attempts that are causing issues for customers attempting to log into Atlas and its support portal. It, however, said the problem is unrelated to the security event, and major platform providers uh, like Mongo, for example, would be continuously under attack. So hopefully they'll get it cleaned up. Moving on, we have to do a Move It update because there's not a week that goes by in 2023 where somebody or something is not disclosing, and now people are disclosing from the disclosing. And you'll know exactly what I mean in a second. So with that, this week in Move It is Delta Dental of California for 7 million patients. The Oregon Health Plan, that's the state Medicaid system, for 1.7 million. And I mentioned them before, but WellTalk had a data breach and as a third-party vendor. Now, WellTalk clients are now basically coming out of the woodwork and having to declare data breaches. So, this week in WellTalk, uh, basically, uh, data breach, which is from the Move It data breach, a breach into the breach, we have Shy, CHI, St. Alexius in Nodak or North Dakota. We've got Faith Regional Health Services in Nebraska, Ortho Nebraska in Omaha, Altru Hospital in North Dakota as well. So heads up to you if your hospital uses WellTech or move it because these two at the moment are interchangeable. Next up is our mini segment basically entitled, if you just spent money on cybersecurity, you wouldn't be getting sued, you wouldn't be paying fines, and you possibly wouldn't be going out of business. First up, Let's head on to the Great White North and talk about Life Labs. Now, Canadian residents whose personal data was compromised in that 2019 Life Labs data breach can now apply for up to $150 in compensation from a multi-million dollar class action settlement that was approved this past October. Now, 
A private medical diagnostics company and its subsidiaries were the target of a cyber attack on December 17th of 2019. That compromised uh, patient data for the record is around 15 million customers, mostly in British Columbia and Ontario. So if you live in any of those provinces, heads up to you and you use them, you may be entitled to compensation. Moving on, and this is a new one. We are talking about Fred Hutchinson Cancer Center and holy cow. At least seven class action lawsuits have been filed against against Fred Hutchinson after some clinical data was allegedly leaked in a cyber attack last month. Now, the November 19 cybersecurity incident resulted in an apparent breach of some patient employee information, according to the lawsuits, which was then followed by spam threats emailed to a number of people whose data the attackers said they stole. In the past week, complaints, many accusing Fred Hutchinson of negligence and basically breach of contract, have started to file in. And first things first, if you are a uh, cancer Fred Hutchinson Cancer Center patient, first things first, I hope you beat cancer. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Second, go get paid because you are literally possibly going to get threats from the data that was there. And obviously having cancer and other serious illnesses is a very serious issue. And so we don't want to see those people breach just like we don't want to see anybody else. But just extra nasty when those kinds of things happen. So heads up to you, Fred Hutchinson Cancer Center patients and employees. Moving on. Let's head on down to Louisville, Kentucky and talk about Norton Healthcare because a second class action lawsuit was just filed against Norton over a ransomware attack that exposed the data of thousands of patients and employees. Now, this suit was filed on December 14th on behalf of Margaret Garrett of Crestwood and others nationwide who were patients or were affiliated with Norton. Now, the lawsuit is asking for a jury trial and the suit claims that Norton violated HIPAA privacy and security rules by failing to keep its promise to keep personal information and private health information confidential. It also criticizes a healthcare company for not having strong enough security to protect sensitive files and not disclosing what was compromised in this attack. So heads up to you, obviously, if you use Norton Healthcare out of Kentucky, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about the Defense Ministry of the United Kingdom. That's right, the entire Defense Ministry for the UK. They were just fined 350,000 quid by the Information Commissioner's Office for disclosing the personal data of people evacuated from Afghanistan. Now, here's what's going on, and I am not a fan of this at all. Now, soon after the Taliban took control of Afghanistan in 2021, the Ministry of Defense sent an email to a distribution list of Afghan nationals eligible for evacuation. However, the email addresses could be seen by all recipients with personal information relating 245 people inadvertently being revealed. 55 people had thumbnail pictures on their email profiles and two people replied all to the entire list of recipients, one of them giving their location. <clears throat> Obviously, that is a huge thing. If you remember the disastrous withdrawal in 2021 led by the U.S. military, Back then, the Taliban swept in within 7 to 10 days and took over the entire country. Basically, the Afghan army that had been trained just collapsed and let them come through. But the Taliban is known for retaliation. They are known to hunt down those that would support those that are against the Taliban and execute them. And so those that were fleeing Afghanistan that were in support of the coalition, the U.S., the U.K., uh, you know, Canada, et cetera, et cetera, obviously those are very sensitive people because they will literally be found and executed if discovered. So 
huge issue. Um, I don't think 350,000 pounds is enough for the UK Ministry of Defense on this one, but inadvertent is inadvertent. I don't think somebody meant to get these people exposed and intent is kind of a really important thing. So heads up, if you're an Afghan national, uh, hopefully you weren't on that list. Moving on. Let's talk about Dollar Tree. This is a quick update. Uh, Dollar Tree is facing a potential class action lawsuit. Now, a former employee who lives in Richmond, Virginia, claimed that the company did not notify nearly 2 million people about a data breach earlier this year. I did report on that, I want to say two weeks ago or so. Now, he is seeking uh, for the court to certify this as a class action. <clears throat> so, if you're a Dollar Tree employee or shopper, heads up to you. And moving on. Let's talk about HealthPlex Incorporated because the Office of the State Attorney General, Letitia James in New York, announced this past Monday that the Long Island-based dental insurance provider has agreed to pay a $400,000 penalty after a 2021 data breach compromised the personal and private information of almost 90,000 individuals and more than 60,000 of them being New York residents, where Letitia James obviously is the Attorney General. So heads up to you if you use HealthPlex in the New York tri-state area. You might be entitled compensation as well. And that is the end of the mini segment. If they had just spent more on defense, practice, education, all those things, they wouldn't have their reputations ruined. They wouldn't be fight facing class actions. And hopefully they won't be getting Afghan nationals killed. So there you go. Moving on back to our regular breaches. Let's talk about the Illinois-based Harrisburg Medical Center, or HMC. They just filed a data breach, uh, data breach notice with the Maine Attorney General for a December 2022 breach. That's right, a year ago. And this breach, breach apparently impacted 147,826 individuals in total. Now, the document review, which concluded in August of this year, concluded that the compromised information may have included names, social security numbers, clinical information, digital signatures, financial account numbers, and driver's license numbers as well. So, heads up to you, HMC or Harris Medical Center patients. Moving on, let's give you an update on Perry Johnson and Associates. I talked about them uh, not last week, because last week was a deep dive into 23andMe, but uh, um, this I talked about them two weeks ago or so. Now, Perry Johnson Associates got hit, and by virtue of that, their customers are now uh, basically declaring breaches. And this past week was Mercy Medical Center in Cedar Rapids, uh, Iowa, for 97,000 patients. So heads up to you, Mercy Medical Center in Cedar Rapids patients. Here we are. Moving on. Let's talk about the Tarrant uh, Appraisal District. This apparently is in Texas around Fort Worth. Now, the Tarrant uh, Appraisal District said this past Wednesday that claims of a data breach are, quote, unfounded and unsupported, according to the firm it hired to investigate its potential breach. Now, the district posted a brief statement to Instagram the same day Fort Worth real estate agent and tax consultant Chandler Crouch claimed in a video that the district server containing sensitive taxpayer information had been exposed on the internet. The appraisal district is responsible for appraising property values for tax purposes in Tarrant County. In the video, Mr. Crouch did not name the source of his information. And in an interview with the Star-Telegram, uh, he said that he had heard from, quote, multiple TAD employees and other sources, end quote, although he declined to name them out of fear of retribution or reprisals or they may lose their job which would be those two things so heads up to you i don't know if it's true or not but if you've had anything appraised in tarrant county you might want to uh check into that moving on let's talk about crypto wallet firm 
Ledger. Now, Ledger experienced a cybersecurity breach on Thursday, December 14th, in which attackers were able to steal $484,000 US worth of cryptocurrency. The attackers did so by inserting malicious code into Ledger's widely used blockchain software known as Connect Kit, and that's according to Coindesk reporting. So heads up to you if you use Ledger for all your crypto needs. Moving on, let's head back to Texas and talk about the Heart of Texas Behavioral Health Network. This past week, they've been notifying current and former patients of a data breach that may have compromised their medical privacy. Network security incident happened on October 22nd and allowed an unauthorized attacker to gain access to the nonprofit's network, according to their notice. Now, information that was potentially exposed to an unauthorized third party includes first and last names, birth dates, medical record numbers, health insurance policy numbers, and medical and treatment information. The type of uh, information at risk varied from person to person. And so there you go. So if you have anything to do with the Heart of Texas Behavioral Health Network, Good luck to you. Moving on, let's head on over to India and talk about India's parliament. And this actually is an interesting one because it's a breach, but not quite the breaches you think when you're talking breaches of the week. Now, Indian police have filed terrorism charges against four people in connection with security breach in parliament in which a man jumped into the chamber, shouted slogans, set off a smoke grenade canister, and that is according to the police who arrested him this past Thursday. Now, this major security breach of their parliament occurred on Wednesday, which incidentally enough was the 22nd anniversary of an attack on the Indian parliament complex when more than a dozen people, including five gunmen, were killed. And so obviously that's a that's a bad day, uh, or I, I'm sure that, that aligns with whatever the person uh, that got into the Indian parliament was there. But terrorism charges have been filed and physical breaches indeed are breaches as well. Moving on. Let's talk about uh, donor platform DonorView. More than 948,000 records from the major nonprofit management software provider DonorView have been exposed online, and this is a, as a result of an insecure database. Now, what was included was more than 456 gigabytes of leaked files, and we're talking PDFs, comma-separated value files, Excel documents, and more. Now, this contained identifiable information on donors, including names, contact details, as well as payment method details. And that's according to a report by cybersecurity researcher Jeremy, Jeremiah excuse me, Fowler, who found this leaky database. Fowler also noted that, noted that transaction details and donation frequencies have also been observed in basically these donation records. Files used by DonorView were also found to have basically no encryption. So obviously not a good sign phishing galore when you've got all that kind of information. And obviously, if you're tracking donors, these are people that have disposable income to spend, which give, makes them higher targets. So obviously, it's a huge issue. So with that, heads up to you if you have donated to any cause and they use donor view. Moving on, let's give you an update on AmeriCold's earlier breach from 2023. Cold storage and logistics giant AmeriCold has now confirmed that over 129,000 employees and their dependents had their personal information stolen in that April cyber attack, later claimed to be the Cactus Ransomware gang. And so they are now confirming that 129,000 people are caught up. Took them obviously a while to figure out the forensics on that, I'm guessing, but there you go. So heads up to you if you have anything to do with AmeriCold. We now have updated information for the end of the year. Moving on, let's talk about Nissan. That's right, the massive Japanese automaker Nissan 
is investigating a cyber attack that targeted systems in both Australia and New Zealand, which may have let attackers access personal information of both Aussies and Kiwis. Now, the details of the attacks have not been published, but the company informed customers of its Nissan Oceana division of a potential data breach, warning them that there was a risk of scam that might be or scams that may be happening in the upcoming days against their patrons. Now, Nissan Oceana is the regional division of Nissan in general and covers distribution, marketing, sales, and services in both Australia and New Zealand. A statement from the company had been published to the main page of both Nissan.com.au and Nissan.co.nz. Basically, those are the respective websites for Australia and New Zealand for Nissan. And obviously, they're talking about a cyber incident. So heads up to you. If you've bought a Nissan, looked at a Nissan, did anything to a Nissan down under or in New Zealand, obviously not a good look. So heads up to you. Moving on. Let's talk about Navy contractor Austal USA. Now, interestingly enough, this is also in part Australia, but we're talking about the United States here. Now, Austal USA, which is a shipbuilding company and a contractor for the U.S. Department of Defense and Homeland Security, confirmed that it suffered a cyber attack and is currently investigating the impact of that incident. Now, the company is based in Australia, and they specialize in high-performance aluminum vessels. Their American subsidiary, Austal USA, is under contract for multiple programs that include building Independence-class littoral combat ships for the U.S. Navy, which are 127-meter-long vessels and cost $360 million per unit. Austal also has an active $3.3 billion U.S. contract for building 11 patrol cutters for the U.S. Coast Guard. On December 6th, the Hunters International Ransomware and Data Extortion Group claimed to have breached Austal USA and leaked some information as proof of the intrusion. <clears throat> Obviously, never a good look. This is why we are going to CMS. MC. And a company like Austal USA is going to be CMMC Level 3, the most stringent standards. I'm assuming they're not certified on that just yet, nor could they be, as we are still waiting for that comment period to come to come to come to fruition here. And I'm one of those people that is anxiously waiting to get CMMC off the ground as we're doing a ton of that work. Now, that said, we've got a finally for you today, and it's the end of the year. And so I wanted to basically start giving you some numbers for the end of the year, as I love to do at the end of each year. <clears throat> December is stats week for the for the previous year. Now, an Apple-backed study is opening up a can of digital worms here. Now, in the first nine months, according to this study of 2023, U.S. data breaches increased by 20% compared to the full year of 2022. And it's according to that new study that was commissioned by Apple. Now, the iPhone maker paid for the study, which was conducted by Massachusetts uh, Institute of Technology, or MIT, professor Stuart Madnick about uh, basically a year after it rolled out a new feature to expand its end-to-end -end encryption for data stored in its iCloud service. Now, when they did that, I actually put out a video, podcast, radio segment, all that kind of stuff on while Apple is claiming this, is it actually really end-to-end? -end? And I dive into the nuts and bolts of that. If you want to learn more of that, and I'm not going to get into that here, go check out that video or podcast if you missed the radio show, which it's obviously going to be in a segment in my past show archive as well. Now, the study, which does not include any findings of data breaches at Apple itself, haha, argues that breaches are becoming so commonplace that the only feasible way to protect consumer data is wider use of end-to-end -end encryption. Now, if you're not familiar with this, this type of encryption basically makes it impossible for the company that stores the data, meaning you're sticking stuff in iCloud or Google Drive or wherever it is, it basically makes them impossible for that cloud provider or anyone 
that might attack the servers and steal that information to essentially unscramble that data without possessing more information, usually a passcode for the encryption or a personal device that's locked to, those kinds of things. But that encryption approach also makes it impossible for law enforcement officials to access the data without the user's knowledge. And basically, that's been a long friction point between technologists and government officials. I am all for end-to-end -end encryption because I understand that law enforcement and government, they are looking for criminals there. But here's the thing. Whatever kind of criminal you are, petty to horrific, the vast, vast, vast majority of the population, and I don't care where you are in the world, are not criminals. We cannot make laws to the lowest common denominator if the right to privacy really is a guaranteed and fundamental human right. And that is my thought on that, and I'll let you think what you want. Now, moving across the pond on this, Britain is now considering a law that would mandate access to private messages, and it's also encouraged companies like Meta Platforms to not expand their use of end-to-end -end encryption. For the record, I don't know of any product that Meta has that's end-to-end -end encryption, including WhatsApp, and I have done video after podcast after video of how they've integrated AI, how humans can read your WhatsApp messages. It is not secure. If you're using WhatsApp or Meta platform and they say end to end they are not telling the truth that is my opinion and I've, I've put out so much evidence on that go check it out now the apple back study however though did find the technology companies are frequently attacked by hackers because they provide service to valuable targets so for example microsoft was hit by chinese hackers like state government hackers earlier this year who managed to steal tens of thousands of u.s state department emails and so the Microsofts of the world and the Apples of the world and the Googles of the world are constantly under attack. Now, the study also said that 98% of organizations have a relationship with at least one technology vendor that experienced a data breach in the previous two years. And yeah, I have to imagine that is absolutely true. I mean, I travel pretty much globally, you know, for my job, whether it's speaking or, or actual, you know, consulting work, those kinds of things. How many times have I stayed in a Marriott and how many times has Marriott been breached, you know, and how much information do they have on me as I, as I go everywhere else? Airlines have been hit. I mean, you name it, you know, we, we've got issues and it's just the, the absolute truth. I do breaches of the week every Sunday. I've literally been doing this for years and, and we have seen every major corporation that you can possibly think of. And please, Feel free to go back and, and take a look at all of them because they are non-stop. And I think that is one of the biggest issues that we've got. And so those were your breaches of the week. It has been just an absolutely crazy week uh, or two in data breaches. Were you affected? Let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please, just please, attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.